Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Difficult Conversations Over Coffee. We are excited to start this journey with you and let you into our world. As you enjoy our conversations, please understand that information contained here is of a general nature. The content provided may not apply to you or your symptoms. You may not rely on this information as a substitute for mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment. With that being said, let's get into it. On today's episode, we wanted to delve into being in solitude versus loneliness. A lot of mental health issues are exasperated by feelings of loneliness. Being alone is a state of being where loneliness is a feeling. We will explore what this stems from and how to navigate it and deal with loneliness. So to start us off, we can start with you, Dahabe. Have you ever experienced loneliness? I would say yes. When I first moved here on the age of eight, I think I moved here eight or nine, and my parents are back in Ethiopia. So I lived with my uncle and I didn't speak English. And so, and during those time, that's my first experience of, of loneliness because you didn't have your emotional support. You didn't have the people to go to, to kind of express the challenges that you're experiencing in school. Even though I had my siblings here, uh, my older siblings, there's an age gap between us, like a couple years older. And usually like when you have boys as your siblings here, you don't connect with boys as much as you connect with the girls. And so for me, I felt like I was having a hard time adjusting to this country. And that's when experience of like feeling empty, not feeling relatable with people. I'm young. So I desired that connection of like being with people. And I start having like language of English just picked up a little bit of where I can communicate with other group of friends and connect with them, that's when things change. I feel like once you experience loneliness, some part of your life, let's say at the age of eight or nine, you experience the loneliness, you will be experiencing that type of feeling for the rest of your life. I feel like it comes in different stages and different times, and you remember what you felt the first time. And I think to be also vulnerable, there's, there are times where I have group support friends and family, great support people, but I can be in a room with them and not feeling like I belong in that room. I feel sometimes also God give you a skills and knowledge about the world, whatever the experience is, where you just feel like spiritually you're supposed to be doing bigger and better things or not even better things, bigger things, or you're meant to be living in this life for whatever the reason is, and which is why you feel like not relate to everyone. And you're always going to feel like, okay, I'm I'm doing the things that society expects me to do as far as socially, but I still feel like there's this emptiness. And I realized the more you learn Dean, I learned that with Dean, that feeling of loneliness that I was experiencing, that space was supposed to be meant for Allah for me. And that's how I've learned to cope with that in life. Whenever I feel like I'm going to that direction, I'm like, I think my mind has been need to check in and need to do more of like getting up for Fajr on time or reading the Quran or reducing the amount of external noises, social media, mm-hmm. or the things that makes me compare my life to things or how I should be living my life, how my life is not great. What am I grateful for? Where am I at in life? How much of those negative talks that I can minimize that I'm not really alone? I am doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. However, 
how do I take that emotional aspect of it and turn it into like prayers or the things that actually works for me is working out or going out when I'm feeling that there are times that I, I crave for solitude mm-hmm. and that solitude, I don't make it to be more than a week. Okay. What about you, Bonnie? For me, I live in this oxymoronic space of wanting and loving and enjoying solitude, but at the same time having moments, extended moments of loneliness. Loneliness shows up for me regardless of how many people I'm around, regardless of what kind of people I'm around. I don't experience it as much, alhamdulillah, but before, especially like in college, I used to be in a room full of my friends and extremely feel lonely. I would feel like I'm screaming from the top of my lung about like, I'm not okay. I am not present right now, or I am not, I'm feeling very empty. I'm feeling very unwanted. I feel like I don't belong in this space and I feel like nobody's listening. And it's like, have you guys seen the the movie Get Out? And that scene of the sunken space or the sunken place where he's like falling and he can see like in a big picture. So like, that's basically how it feels like for me. I feel like I could see from a very distance from my soul, people that are surrounding me Mm -hmm. and then still feel so distant from them, still feel so disconnected. That might show up because I can see that we are in different emotional spectrums. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're experiencing joy or happiness or excitement about certain situations that I really don't care about or they're experiencing. For me, it's just... If I am not on the same wavelength in that space, regardless, we might be really, really close friends and I might be feeling very sad. And if I'm in that space, I feel like I'm emotionally lonely. Does that make sense? So that's how I experience loneliness. And then also how it shows up in my day-to-day life and how I cope with it is first thing I do is I acknowledge it. And the feeling also of like emptiness, right? emptiness and feeling unwanted and feeling like a burden in situations that you have no right to, or you shouldn't feel like you're a burden or you're unwanted or you're so I acknowledge okay right now you are just feeling your feelings you are there's not merit to the things that you're feeling Mm -hmm. and then after saying those things after acknowledging those things I try to change my routine I try to get out more I try to call the people that I feel safe around Mm -hmm. and meet up with those people I am a poet I write so I try to write most of the time because I feel like most of my best materials are when I'm feeling feelings strongly and then I purge them out of my system or I just change my routine I go exercise I go places I go do things and then I also sometimes the best way to get out of my lonely feeling is to to turn it into solitude so like I morph my loneliness into solitude you currently don't feel like you have anyone that is feeling the same emotions as you're feeling or that understands what you're going through mm-hmm. you are in this alone right. accept it deal with it now what now it's you and your problems right. box it up so I literally maybe sometimes cave into myself more and then I deal with that feeling with that emotion with that some more with like the 
issue that's causing me to feel lonely versus actually just treating the symptom. I'm realizing that I really like being alone when I'm constantly around people or even at events or stuff like that. I really need to, you know, back, take a step back and kind of recoup almost. I do feel lonely sometimes or like when I, when I was working overseas, I think that was my biggest episode or a moment when I did feel really lonely because it was like around Ramadan and I'm, I come from a, like a really big family. And so I only like, I would go to work, I would come back, you know, in my little apartment and then I'd break fast by myself for, you know, for the whole 30 days. And it was also like the beginnings of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so before, like my roommate and I, we would go out and uh, go to the malls, but everything was shut down. And so it was isolating. So you you felt like, yeah, you were doing your prayers and, you know, you were trying to, because Ramadan is like a time where people might, you know, increase. It's, like retreat. it's, like it, it's it, supposed it, to be like retreat. Yeah. And this time it was <laughs> an actual retreat for me because, and I felt like I wasn't really connecting with my coworkers as well mm-hmm. uh, because my Arabic wasn't that strong right. and their English isn't that strong. <laughs> you didn't get a chance to build that one-on-one connection. Mm-hmm. And the other, you know, workers that were expats from other countries, I didn't like the things that they were doing. Mm. And, um, you know, the activities that they would go to and the social hours that they would have in their rooms is just, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't compatible with it, their yeah, lifestyle. It, it wasn't compatible with their lifestyle. Mm. And I feel like the level of religiosity that I wanted to have, you know, living in an Arab country it wasn't on par with what I like, what I wanted, which is kind of weird because you you kind of go into it saying, "Oh my gosh, mashallah, these people are going to be really religious," and and it wasn't the case. Is and, that because you you came in there with an expectation, and that expectation differed for you once you got there? Definitely, because I think in the West we have this perception of Arab countries that you know they're super religious, they're on their dean, they're. Masha'Allah, really good Muslims, right? And we go there and say, okay, I'm going to increase my iman and and stuff like that. But yeah, the reality is far from any of that. And so that was a time that I, I really, really, really felt lonely. Because I think with loneliness is that, it's that human connection, right? It's that family connection. It's that friend connection. It's like a place that you feel safe and secure enough to be yourself. You can be your own authentic self. This is how I can describe loneliness for for people. You know, when you go to a party that you're invited by one person that you know, but that that person never showed up and you were there by yourself. And how awkward is that feeling in your body? Just imagine that nerves. I don't know nobody. I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. I When can I leave? When can I leave? But guess what? You don't have a car and you have somebody dropped you off. And that person must be working. And so you're going to have to figure out, right. So this all that's what happens with loneliness because now you have to rescue yourself in this situation because all the reliability that you had is not available. I think that's the closest example I have, what it feels like. And, and not feeling connected. I think a human condition is necessary for us to live good, healthy, functional life with human connection. We're not built to be by ourselves or live by ourselves. Yes, solitude is great when you want to detox that negativity. So it's kind of changing, rejuvenating yourself. But 
what the causation of loneliness is that it can it's affect your mental health and as well as affect your physical health. And I think if we do research, one of the number one thing that people discover during COVID is that how lonely they are, how lonely they discover, like they've been running and busy doing the things that they used to do. Now you're locked down in your house by yourself. And you don't have the distractions that you used to, like you can't just go out or, you know, go to the mall and just walk around window shop and like go to restaurants by yourself. At least then you felt like, you know, there's people around you, even if you felt lonely, I don't know, your brain is like telling you, okay, well, you know, you have people here, Mm -hmm. there's humans out here, but Mm -hmm. imagine if, especially if you worked from home. And you don't have family around you, Mm -hmm. you don't have friends around you. Yes. I mean, say more. Yeah. So it's, I don't know what else to say. No, I think I I agree with you guys. Like I was just reading a little bit more about it in in this article that I'm reading. It states that loneliness could be correlated with involuntary separation from people. You want to be like, and then the desire to be around to have connections with people and not actually having that connection. And it stems from that desire, not like being alone can be a choice. Solitude can be a choice, right? Right. People can be alone and not be lonely because they chose to be alone. But then with loneliness, it's you don't have the choice. You are involuntarily separated from people that you want to be around with. And those people you might not even know yet, right? right? It's about people you desire to be around with. For me specifically... I always felt like talk about living in that space of gray zone. I was always the person that didn't fit in the clear cut cookie cutter boxes society has put out in front of me at that time, which was I was too religious for the party kids or I was too much of a good kid for the or good girl for the party wild kids. So they thought that I was too much of a prude. And then the people that were religious and that were good girls and that were doing everything by the book felt like I was not as good as them or not as religious as them or whatever the case is. So I felt like I don't belong in this group because of the fact that I'm not as religious or I'm not as devoted or whatever the case is, or I'm not as good because sometimes I do color outside of the lines. And then I don't belong in these spaces where the other people occupy because I'm not a party head or whatever the case is. So I didn't know a person like me. I didn't know, but I wanted someone like me, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I was desiring and craving and wanting that connection with people that I didn't even know yet. Mm-hmm. So it's not even necessarily about people that you know or you know community that you can identify with, mm-hmm. but it's also the fact that you don't identify. Like you can't the people that options that you have is not one that you identify with. And then also the same article that I was reading was talking about how Loneliness can be a contributing factor to other mental illnesses like anxiety, depression, stress, and even cardiac, not mental health issues, but like also physical issues, right? Of like cardiac disease and like the expediation of Alzheimer's and so on and so forth. Also, do you believe that because of how we are in the world right now and how technology has developed in such a speed way that there is, you know, a way of connecting all of because of that. Do you guys think that might also contribute with the loneliness that we are experiencing in the 21st century? 
what are some things that have you guys noticed yeah, absolutely. because of technology that it's, it has contributed? I mean, there's a false sense of perfection and the false sense of community in online and on social media. You see people that look like they're best friends and they're so close and they're doing everything together and living up the life. And then you, they, you see that picture in that video and then you're like, wow, how come I don't have friends that I get to like travel the world with or I don't have friends mm-hmm. that I go to dinner with every single day to like fancy restaurants that look like they cost like a billion dollars. And that's a false projection, right? Mm-hmm. That might not necessarily be the reality. Those people might have just seen each other once a year, but your brain doesn't process those rationales. And then it projects your insecurity onto that picture and onto that video. And then there's so many of those like scenarios. So like that might be a thing or like you might see a person in a relationship or that person's profile, which it looks like that person has, you know, the ideal relationship with like a billionaire and like they're happy and they have two boy and girl kids. They have like a white picket fence and they're living the life and she's like rocking Louboutins with a white, like a walking Great aspect of materialism, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just throwing up all yeah. like the ideal things, right? Yeah. Like, and you assume that these people have it all, mm-hmm. and you project your insecurities onto that video, onto that picture, and you're like, "What I see is reality. How come I don't have that?" And then your brain forgets, like that might be a snapshot of like their actually happy moment it's exactly that snap mm-hmm. shot yeah mm-hmm. it's just a shot and i think it in that too like we tend to i feel like in this generation you lose a lot of the social skills and like connect actually connecting with somebody mm-hmm. uh, because you you are in your room you know and i see this with my younger siblings too where they'd rather just like sit on the couch and scroll through Instagram or right. TikTok or whatever than going out there in the world and talking to somebody, you know, calling somebody and just hanging out. Right. And, you know, even if they do have friends and they'll hang out, it's, I feel like it's so weird. It's more for to take pictures and post it. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's have the you, weirdest thing. Yeah. Have you guys been around people that like you guys hang out and they're like, oh my God, let me take a picture of the the food that we're eating. Oh my God, let me take a picture yeah, of us together. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like they're living I the lifestyle of influencer. Yeah. <laughs> I literally used to be that person and my best friend used to call me out on yeah. it because I used to take a picture of every single food that we ate and like yeah. every single friend that I... And I have pictures of people on my phone yeah. that I don't remember their names. Yeah. But then I probably posted that picture on my social media at some point. And then right. like, oh my God, look at me here. Right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, and I know people like that. Yeah. And lately... I try to not bring my, like, I will have my phone on the table. I'm not going to lie. But I never take pictures of food. I never take pictures of those people around me because I want to enjoy that moment and mm-hmm. actually be present. And nobody has to know. And mm-hmm. even if they did, who cares? Yeah. But that's security. Like, I realize now I'm secure versus with the relationships that I have mm-hmm. versus back then. Mm-hmm. Now I'm okay with the amount of people that are in my life. Versus back then, that back then, I wanted people to think I was like, I had like this huge social circle and, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm guilty of taking pictures of food because I think the only (laughs) social media that I'm on is Snapchat. I don't like any other, I don't even post that much, but it's a weird phenomenon, you know? Right. Because you're... Kids are not like getting into all the bad stuff or whatever, but then it's stunting 
growth in like these areas that you know lead to connection and lead to like meaningful relationships right. and and it just makes loneliness that much um more Higher. prevalent yeah because like what bonnie said is that you know you see other people's life and you compare yours to that and that's how you think people are living with adding the romanticization that you have in your head about their life but i do think that social media can be good for cultivating connection and providing that but then it's so important. take it offline yeah yeah you know what i mean to like meet like for example like meet in person coffee shop go on hike or doing small activities or having face-to-face conversation would be so a way of like that's how you build that relationship that's how you feel like you're connected that's how you're sharing you know your common grounds about human connection so what would you guys think are Uh, ways of acknowledging or knowing that like someone might be experiencing loneliness? I think when people are experiencing loneliness, I would say that if you have a full-time job, you're working Monday to Friday, you're hustling, which is normal. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday come and you don't have anyone to call and to hang out with. If you want to. And if you, that's, yeah, that's majority for the people who wants to go out or even have brunch on Sunday with. And if you have an event, let's say, let's say, for example, you want to go to an art museum, you don't have anybody to call to go with. And even, you know, a lot of people, but you don't have close connection that where you feel intimately close to that you're like, hey, I have this ticket that I want to go with someone. Would you be, you know, would you be interested in coming with me? And not, not even knowing who to call, honestly, like that self feels very lonely, like, you know, who do I call when I'm when I want to hang out and I share my happy moments? Or I feel like all of those things that you said, I agree with. The only caveat is I feel like you people could not have people that they could call if they don't want, you know, if or they don't want to call. But it's about your desire. Do you want to be around people in these events? Do you want to be around people on a Saturday and Sunday and like have a brunch? Or if you want to be and then are not around people or can't be around people, that's a sign of loneliness versus you don't want to be around people and you don't have people. Mm -hmm. Like people who crave connection. Yeah, You crave intimacy. You crave support Mm -hmm. everybody wants everybody needs somebody they can like call them in in the hard days or you can have but that's when you crave that intimate connection it doesn't have to be like relationship but even with friendship if you don't have that that's when you feel lonely because you're like Mm -hmm. i have nobody i think it's so it's such a personal like inward feeling that as an outsider i don't think you'd be able to spot it and yeah. and be like this is the sign you know and how can we help people identify within themselves hey i'm feeling lonely instead of like well, you i would am know. you would know yeah I, I to be honest with you you would know when you're experiencing loneliness you feel very heavy you feel you crave that intimate connection even if it means like Sometimes you romanticize like, oh, if I have someone or if I have a partner or mm-hmm. if I have a best friend or if I have good friends, I could do this, this, this with, right? Mm-hmm. You basically sometimes, because you don't have anybody, you you put your life on the shelf mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I can't do this because I have nobody to go with. And that negative thoughts and emptiness, it grows. It doesn't just like stop there. And I think if you are experiencing loneliness, 
you would know. It's not it's not like a depression or anxiety where like you need time to recognize it and mm-hmm. see, understand your triggers. Mm-hmm. This is one thing I, I can say professionally and personally, you would know if you're experiencing so this. So if you are experiencing that, if you are experiencing that in your experience and in, from your professional background, what are some things that would help? And because and, earlier we had mentioned something about like how it makes mental health issues a lot worse um, and, and sometimes can even lead to anxiety or depression. How can somebody kind of nip it in the bud like when it's just starting out mm-hmm. uh, and what are some things that they can do? So I'm going to talk about from the perspective of you've been just moved to a new city, okay. like the example that you gave about moving overseas. Mm-hmm. So that I would say, figure out what are your hobbies and interests. And let's say, for example, your hobbies or interests is attending halakha or attending yoga class or attending gym. Go to places that will have people there and recognize to like, when you go to the gym, take classes. It takes courage to do this, but like introduce yourself to people. Say, hey, my name is this and I just moved to a new city. Do you have any recommendation to places to go for coffee or things like that? And if they say, oh, you, I can show you this. And you build that. And I'm going to talk from that perspective because for me, when I moved here, I didn't know the language. I didn't have my parents. I'm going to have to nav- navigate this new big world by myself. So it's like, it's like somebody dropped me in the pool telling me to swim. Mm-hmm. But I'm everyday drowning. Like, I'm confused. I feel I'm not safe here. How do I navigate this? It's just like every day is basically a survival, survival, survival. But then at night, the weekends and things like that, that's when all the survival comes down. Like, it peels up like onions. And then now on the weekends, like, everybody who you live with have their life set. They're not going to cater to you. Let's entertain the hobby. Let's take the hobby to this event. Or My advice as a professional is like, figure out your hobbies and interests and do those hobby interests. And sometimes it takes courage to put yourself in, out of your comfort zone. Take your computer and go to a coffee shop. Get a book, sit in a coffee shop and read. Coffee shop is much more safer than like, oh, I would suggest you should go create activities. And then another thing is that because we're living in the world of social media, you can join Facebook group where they have activities in that cities. Like there's a hiking group, there's this group, there's that group and that group. And that is another way to figure it out and to build connection because the goal is to make one person to hang out with, not like have a group. But if you got lucky enough to join hiking group, for example, you're building a connection. Okay, next time, when when is the next time we're going to have a hiking? So it's it gives a person something to look forward to. And something to do over the weekend where the, those onions that I was talking about, you're appealing of, you don't feel you're so isolated. You don't feel by yourself in this new city. You're making that connection. I was, again, reading this article and it was talking about how close friends help combat loneliness. And I, the statistics it talked about was very interesting because in 2019, A survey was done and it said 25% of adults between the ages of 18 to 27 report they have no close friends. 22% report having no friends at all. And that's like so shocking to me. And the idea that like not having any friends that you can go to, that is, that is scary almost, right? Like that, that means like you one either have, haven't had the, 
social capital to like invest in those kind of relationships, like, or you don't have that time to invest in these kind of relationships. But I do think that if you have friends, if you do have, you know, friends that you are close to, that you trust, I think letting them in into the things that you are feeling. And I think I know that takes a lot of courage and vulnerability, but letting them know like, hey, you know, I have moments of loneliness and I have moments where I feel like, you know, I might, I might not be as important to you, you know, and that's not necessarily anything that you did to make me feel that way. Mm -hmm. But I do feel this way, that way sometimes. And just help me out a little bit when, if I am like maybe a bit distant or, you know, just pay attention a little bit. And I feel like if you, if those friends care about you and you are safe with them, letting them know that actually gives them like helping hand in how to help you. Right. If that makes sense. And then another thing that it, it talked about was doing community activities or community service activities. So in, you know, like that is very insightful because when you help people, it feels so good and it feels so refreshing and fulfilling mm-hmm. and that fills that space in most cases. And it's funny because that's also the, something that we're supposed to do in our deen, right? You're right. supposed to like give zakah and like help people and it fills that need, that need to connect, that need to matter. And I feel like loneliness also can come from the need to matter, belong, to have purpose for your life. So if you find or work and consistently pursue your purpose in life and matter by like maybe making an impact right like going to a soup kitchen and like because those things you're doing it for other people but it helps you too Mm -hmm. i think i think it helps you more than it helps them and honestly the the statistics that you mentioned isn't surprising to me Mm -hmm. just because of like you know the age of social media and you know, all the things we were talking about earlier and that people just don't feel like or they don't it's either they don't know how to create those uh, relationships or they don't are not that connected to people in their lives that w- where they can say, you know, this person knows me inside and out. And just, you know, for my life, for example, yeah, I have one or two friends that I can say, you know, we are really close in this aspect. But even they, they don't know me inside and out. Right. There's always going to be that part of you that the world's never going to see. But but do you ever feel alone, though, even though you have family and, you know, you come from a big family, for example? Like, Mm -hmm. do you ever experience, I'm sure you said it that earlier, but do you ever experience now after us discussing about this for for the last 20 minutes? (laughs) I mean, I think now, no. I would say that I don't. I don't experience loneliness mm-hmm. and, you know, alhamdulillah, like, I feel like I busy myself in my life where like, it's either the, my kids or I'm working or I'm working on the business right. or, right. you know, I'm hanging out with my husband or stuff right. like that. I've filled my life with like all these things to do mm-hmm. that I don't. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's really sad because I had friends, right? Right. right. <laughs> because before all of this. And yeah. so... I always have to be intentional and think about like, okay, there are, I do have friends. And so I need to make time for them and I need to build them into my schedule, even though I am busy and I, I, you know, and it's, you know, and earlier how I was saying, I love being alone and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have to be intentional about it. And I think it's also, there's a couple of things I want to say about that is that even though that's the 
you know, statistic that Bonnie just gave right now, but there are also older people in who has retired because they spend most of their life working and trying to maintain their families and have kids. And now the kids are in college and they didn't cultivate those friendship because the priorities are changed. And now as an adult, right, in their late 60s or, you know, late 50s, they don't have that friendship because they let it go. They didn't cult- cultivate they, it. Yeah. yeah. So now because of that, there's that change. So the question that Bonnie asked, like, how do you advise someone who have friends, but they still experience loneliness? I would say that it's important for the friends to recognize, to kind of create um, reoccurring schedules with their friends. Like, for example, doing um, brunch once a month or doing activities once, twice a month, because everybody's life is so busy. Because just like anything else in life, you have to nurture this too. If you don't nurture it, if you don't work really hard, and if you don't maintain it for a long period of time, you're going to lose on this relationship. Eventually, the person is going to realize the lack of them importance to you, and they're going to stepping out. They're not going to tell you like what I, what they need. And, and even, if, even if they tell you, and the first time they tell you, if, you, if they did not feel the validation that they're looking for, they won't, they, get, they won't tell you again. Yeah. And so there is that's one solution. Another solution that I'll have is that, again, joining clubs, activities, and exercise, going for walks, join like cooking class or take extracurriculum activities like, you know, writing or painting or because those are classes with other people, which would challenge you to talk to people because you, you maybe you might be afraid to make friends. You, it's a safe zone, right? Like, hey, you're in the same class as me. And then by the time, let's say if the class is like three, four months, eventually you're going to have to ask each other out for lunch or, you know, coffee or, and that would help with that. And I think just getting out of like a little bit of comfort zone to do that, that might be helpful. But I also want to be mindful of like, if I'm giving advice, do I also do this? Mm-hmm. And I honestly do, I do try like myself, like do activities I, you know, I teach on the weekends and I have brunch routine with my friends that I do every, you know, whether it's every weekend or every other weekend. I work out, you know, with friends too. And I meet every other Friday with you guys, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like just randomly, we just chill and hang out. Those are how you cultivate because you're rotating the people that you have. And and then even if they're not in the same vicinity, FaceTime, (laughs) you video call each other and so that way that you could not be missing, I would say, do the things that I've recommended earlier. You also have to make the effort and not be in typical remote people. Mm-hmm. Don't do out of sight and out of mind. <laughs> you know, there's so much more that we can talk about in terms of like tips or tricks. And and I know there's a lot of people out there um, in our listeners that have experienced loneliness one point in their life. And how did, you know, how did you guys get over it? Um, so please join the conversation. We always want to propel the conversation forward because this is not like a, we didn't solve loneliness and no. how to get out of it, right? No. <laughs> right. We just are kind of teeing it up for people to have more conversations with their loved ones and um, how they can be a resource and create resources for others. Yeah, we just want to acknowledge it exists. And if you are going through it, I see you and I know you're there. And I just want to tell you, you matter. <laughs> That's it. If one thing I am going to add on to it is also invest and trust the relationships that you have. 
that you already have. If you have just casual friends, maybe just be a little bit vulnerable and upgrade them to your close friends. Invest in those relationships. And maybe some of them are worth upgrading, right? And that connection, that trust, that relationship will Also initiate activities. Initiate activities, but also be vulnerable enough to let people be your friend, to let people be your antidote to your loneliness. Because sometimes the people that you have in front of you have everything that you need that for your loneliness Mm -hmm. so this has been difficult conversations and we will see you inshallah next time for our next episode assalamu alaikum everyone wa alaikum salam i am bonnie i'm abshiro i'm dahabe and this is difficult conversations